When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Completely despicable display. Are you finally starting to understand, Chicago? Best in the world this, best in the world that. I don't care if you have hometown heroes. I don't care where you came from. No one is on my level. Absolutely no one. I've proven it day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, year out, and it doesn't matter where I go. But one thing's for sure, when it comes to this AEW belt, the only people that would ever have a chance to beat me, ever, are either not here, they're already tired, or they are already dead. said you remember what you did to me oh no Cole just took out Jungle Boy why would he kick Jungle Boy well I don't believe what I'm seeing there are your answers Tony This is astonishing. What a turn In the of words of the almighty Steve Urkel. Did I do that? You really believed me, didn't you? You really thought I was scared? This guy's one of our best friends. Tell him, Adam. Who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? Boys and girls, it's official. The elite is the most dominant faction in the history of this business. 
and ain't no chance in hell anyone's gonna stop us. Now that's what I call a happy ending. So really, the only thing I've got left to do is what I do best, and that's send the crowd home happy. So without any further ado, I must bid you goodbye, and good night. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. JR got uh, stuck in a loop there at the end of the pay-per-view, huh? Uh, As you would. (laughs) I am Dr. Damien Gibson, DMD. And um, welcome to WrestleWolf. 
let's introduce the players. I reference other people on the podcast who aren't actually on the podcast, but I introduce you to them each week so you know who they are. There's Sir Matthew Kayfabe, part-time, occasional co-host of this podcast, good friend, and wrestling obsessive. There is uh, Paul Tanner, also good friend and wrestling obsessive, who brings me the news, and then the girlfriend and person in her own right, who's way funnier than me and much more talented, Kelly, who plays, as I said, the girlfriend and new wrestling fan. Now, um, I do a weekly podcast where I usually sort of rant and talk about what I love wrestling wise we're only going to talk about all out guys that's all we're talking about this week dynamite pretty good rampage pretty good actually dynamite was really good rampage was pretty good um but all out holy shit um they're going to be spoilers i'm going to spoil the fuck out of this pay-per-view so if you have not watched it yet don't keep listening because there are massive things that happen and I don't want to spoil like I just people are so quick to want to spoil pay-per-views man like I I watched it an hour after it aired and um like went online afterwards and there's already people putting YouTube videos up with now I'm I'm about to spoil stuff now so I swear to god like Stop listening because you've only got yourself to blame, all right? Like, I I cannot, cannot give you any more warning. Spoilers. Lots of fucking spoilers, all right? So, here, here's, ten, here's five seconds of nothing. <clears throat> uh, okay. Now that they're gone, we can talk freely about what happened. Uh, there were people already fucking putting headlines up, uh, you know, Brian Danielson and Adam Cole debut at hey, AEW. It's like, uh, yeah. surely there's got to be some sort of, you know what I mean? There's got to be some sort of, uh, I know like the, the arseholes argument is, well, just don't go on social media, man. But, you know, you might work. You know, you might, I don't know, you may need to go onto social media for, for work or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, people are so desperate for views and stuff. They'll just flat out say it. And I've been sort of tossing up whether to, you know, because I mean, man, I'm not going to lie. When I entitled an episode a couple of weeks ago called CM Punk, it's the highest downloaded episode I've ever had so as far as getting listeners concerned I, I should just call this Brian Danielson and Adam Cole but I I don't know I mean I do want those listens I do want those sweet listens um yeah I don't know anyway that's for me to work out I, I just I can't really slag off everybody else and then do the same thing so now I'll have to call it all out and get a whole bunch of less listeners um what a fucking pay-per-view. What an amazingly fantastic pay-per-view that basically had no low spots except for one which we were all knew was going to happen and I had been complaining about for months. But we will get to that. Uh, the pay-per-view started with Miro versus Eddie. Told a great story in ring. For two guys who aren't 
sort of renowned for their in-ring work, even though I really like both of them in-ring, but they're not, you know, they're not your, your Brian Danielsons, your Bret Hart's, they're not in-ring technicians. They're just big dudes who fucking hit each other really hard, and I like that. But the story that, you know, Miro, that Eddie can take it up to Miro, but Miro's still on this run, but I don't know, I feel like those guys are... I think this was the beginning of something, and uh, I may be wrong, but I doubt it. I'm almost definitely sure that Eddie Kingston will win the TNT title at Grand Slam in New York. Because now that the now that AEW has blown their load, that's a gross saying. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know why I said that, but now that they've they debuted Ruby Soho. Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan all at AEW, uh, all at all out. Sorry, they that's gone. So unless I mean the only people left are Buddy Murphy or Buddy Mitchell, I think is what he's calling himself uh, now, uh, or Bray Wyatt. We don't know for sure whether those guys have signed. Although we didn't know for sure that Adam Cole had signed with AEW until last night. Um. Yeah, so I think they're going to need to do something big, something memorable, something that pops, hometown boy, and they'll build it up, man. It's it's only a couple of weeks away. It's only a couple of weeks away, so maybe they won't. I don't know. Now I'm really second-guessing myself. No, I'm going to stick with that. I think Eddie Kingston wins the TNT title in New York. Um, uh, Eddie looks like he could push Miro. Miro was selling his neck at the end of the match. I thought that was great. Um, Yeah, and and like I said, I hope this is a continuing feud. Um, Because if Eddie does win the, the TNT title, I think Miro will move into the heavyweight scene. Uh, then we had Mox versus Kojima. This was a little ho-hum in ring-wise. Um, Kojima gets Mox over a touch more with Mox winning this match. Uh, and then Minoru Suzuki appeared, hit a pole driver on Mox and walked out. And we've got, you know, the main event for Dynamite on Wednesday. It's just, there's always, it's perpetual, it's a perpetual motion machine, AEW. It never stops. You're always like, oh, fuck, and I get to see that on Dynamite on Wednesday. This is going to be a glowing review. There's going to be very little that I criticize. So if you come here trying to, you know, waiting to hear me talk about the Fed or anything like that, it's not happening. So uh, maybe next week. Um Britt Baker versus Chris, Stat- Chris Statlander. If I could get the wrestlers' names, that'd be great for the women's championship. Uh, the crowd was really into this, which is a testament to the the two girls involved. It didn't move as well as I thought it might have from a technical standpoint. Uh, it was just a few missed moves and stuff. I mean, it wasn't awful, but it, it was noticeable for me. Uh, and there was a slight botch on the finish, uh, just that the count didn't, Move wasn't hit at the right moment as far as the three count was concerned. But anyway, look, man, still, uh, Brill, uh, Brill, Brit is still the champ. Uh, that's how it should be. Chris Statlander didn't look weak in the process, so well booked. Um, just yeah, I was really excited to see these guys wrestling. There was just a bit, I don't know, it just felt a bit rusty. 
I don't know if I'm being overly harsh. Let me know. Uh, at WrestleWolf Pod on Twitter. Let me know. Um, man. I mean, like those three matches, I think a year ago would have headlined all out. I mean, you could have quite easily had those three matches as as headliners. Uh, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks in a cage for the tag team titles. I'm not usually a fan of live musical intros, but but this one for the Lucha Bros got me. By the end of it, I was like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, Viva La Mexico. Um, and I... When they first... When, when someone came out and started, like, emceeing, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is really... New York presentation. New York in the Fed, not New York, New York. Um, but I really liked it. Nick Jackson's beard dye job is amazing. Like, there are all of these um, Easter egg sort of references to NWO uh, with the Elite. And I love it. I love it. Because it's, you know, you got the Jim Cornettes in the world. It's like, oh, it's not original and they're, they're cosplaying and blah, 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 blah. I mean, Ric Flair nicked his, nicked his gimmick. You know what I mean? Uh, Hulk Hogan nicked his gimmick. I mean, it's not... The wrestlers that we grew up watching aren't... You're always going to be an approximation of your heroes, right? And what I like about the, um, the Elite and a lot of the guys in AEW is that they lean into that and the fans know their shit. It it felt like Jim Ross had this epiphany during this pay-per-view where he's like, you know, I love these fans. They know what they like and they're quick. He was talking about Ruby Soho. They know what they like and they're quick to latch on to, to people that they love and they, and they give, um, they give those wrestlers their all, which is like, Oh, duh, Jim, thanks for noticing. (laughs) But, um, the the fans notice that stuff because they love wrestling and when you're watching wrestlers who love the same thing they're not just there for a paycheck they're not just biding their time until they go to hollywood makes a big difference and you see like you can see that with the two new arrivals at the very end of the pay-per-view but we will get to that we will get to that uh but yeah nick jackson's die job with his beard to look sort of half Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump, half Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. It's just great. Just so good, man. Even BT at the moment, I love watching. Everyone's just having a great time. It's infectious. Um, They were hitting so hard in this match. The tax on the shoe gimmick was amazing. I know they've done it before, but I just loved it. Uh, The pop for Phoenix's save was huge. There, There was only really... I, well, there's only really one other pop. Uh, oh, there was no. That's not. That's not correct. There was probably a couple of other. There were three or four other pops that were bigger than that. But it was fucking huge. Um, this match was just fantastically plotted. Uh, I, I've got that note a couple of times for a few matches, but this in particular, the Jacksons. I heard a story that. Um, it was the Cultaholic guys talking about when they were running shows in the UK and then when they booked the Jacksons that they would come in and whoever they were working with, they'd basically just work it out on the fly 
an hour before the match. Oh, you do this, you do that. When we do this, like to the point where they would uh, put in applause breaks. You know, they'd know when the crowd was going to applaud. And um, it shows, man, like they just know their stuff. They just love wrestling so much and and the the tempo of this match was perfect to have the the jacksons just dominating and then it was just a tiny piece of heart from phoenix to get back off the canvas because his brother had sacrificed himself just previously and then that momentum got them through to win and we your new aw tag team champions are the lucha bros and absolutely deserved i mean I don't, I mean, I don't say this lightly. There are things that, um, that Ray Phoenix does in the ring that I just have never seen anyone do before. I mean, if there are people down in Mexico or in Japan or on the Indies in America who are doing stuff that's more amazing than Ray Phoenix, let me know. I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to get to see an amazing wrestler. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, fantastic for them. Um, yeah, just... Just great. Um, I'm so happy that they're, they're the champs. Uh, Women's Battle Royal. Uh, it was good to see Abaddon in this match. Not used again. I've got a few... There's, there's some critiques in this match. Uh, not sure what else Abaddon, Abaddon needs to do. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this match type. I'm going to say this match didn't do much to sway my opinion. The sweets, like the, the, um, you know, the, the, what's it called? The card, it'll come to me, but the, when the, sending out sort of five wrestlers at once, I know they don't want to do Royal Rumble, but I was talking to Matt during the week, both of us at the point was like, you, you just call it something else. Just call it something else. You know what I mean? Like the <laughs> WWE don't own time. You know, just as long as you don't call it Royal Rumble, you know, it's fine. Uh, New Japan do Rumble type things all the time. So, um, because the the other problem as well is that the 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 wrestlers don't get as much of a pop because they'll come out, their music plays for like twenty seconds, and then the next person's coming out, and then the next person's coming out. Um, yeah. And then it's kind of messy in ring as well because you've just got five people in there. So, yeah. Um, Matt is a big fan of Swole. So is Chicago. Tony Khan, not so much. Uh, there, there must be some reason why Swole's not getting pushed because she got one of the biggest pops of the match out of the 20 or so people who came to the ring. She just doesn't get anything. I see her occasionally show up on like dark and I know she was absent for quite a bit because of illness and stuff. So maybe the idea is that she has to sort of work away from the bottom back up again. But yeah, I don't know, man. Um, when it got down to, to Ruby and Thunder Rosa, though, it was on Ruby Riot was the Joker. She debuted. Um, uh, Ruby Riot? No, Ruby Soho. Whoops. Uh, wrong name, Ruby Soho, of course, Ruby Soho, because her theme music is Ruby Soho by um, Rancid. God, I'm forgetting everything. Um, yeah, Ruby winning is right, as much as I love Thunder Rosa, she's she's over, so it doesn't matter. 
but uh, makes makes Ruby look like a legitimate threat going up against Brit. Um, and I can't wait to see those two have an angle, man. It's gonna be gonna be amazing. The MJF intro was great. Uh, it legitimately seemed to swerve the majority of people who thought it was a Jericho intro uh, with the countdown, the Y2J countdown. Uh, the guitarist from Fozzy fucking sucks uh, and completely sucked the life out of the room playing playing Jericho's intro music, playing Judas. Um, MJF wearing Ric Flair ring gear is pretty great. Uh, if you... Here's something that really annoys me, and it this is just across all promotions, but it seems to happen with AEW quite a bit. If the wrestlers are going to go into the crowd, you need to word up the stadium security because them jumping around trying to show their boss that they're working does nothing for the presentation. Uh, it really makes me lose my erection for the match that's happening. You know what I mean? I mean you've got someone constantly pushing people away, like... This guy who was doing the crowd work last night for All Out was just constantly at the wrestler's way, getting in the way of the camera. It just, you need to, you almost need to get the wrestlers to go through the match with the security. Like, okay, who's going to be working on security because we're going to come out here at this time? Get out of the way, you know? And wrestling fans are pretty good, man. You know what I mean? I know we've had a couple of incidents in the last year or so of people breaking through security to try and get to the ring. The vast majority of wrestling fans aren't going to do anything. And if they do, guess what? Wrestlers are pretty big. They can handle themselves. Um, yeah. Uh, I, was, I wasn't really into this match until the ref mistake. So when Aubrey missed Jericho's foot up on the ring. And then what I really like is that a second referee came down, um, said, hey, Jericho had his foot on the rope uh, when you did the three count so we're going to restart the match brilliant i mean for 40 years i've been like why does this not happen so for jericho and mjf to plot the match for that to happen thank you because that'll now set a precedent you know we can point to that pre- remember it all out 2021 the ref came down restarted the match um i don't know if jericho winning is the best booking it's my only other gripe besides a couple of other things in in the women's battle royale. Um, I just don't get it. I don't. I don't know why Jericho has to, you know, like to overcome all of this stuff to beat MJF. I I get that MJF's won twice and now Jericho's won once, but yeah. I don't know. It's like, well, Jericho's now won a dead rubber. I understand he's an asset and you don't want him to not wrestle and you want to make your stakes real. So, you know, in WWE, they would be like, oh, fuck it. Well, we'll just retire him and he'll come back in three months' time. But AEW don't want to do that, which I appreciate, but it sort of leads to... It very much backs up Matt's point that he's been making throughout this whole MJF Jericho sort of run since the blood and guts match, where it's like, well, what's this? What's this extra stuff? It doesn't make any sense. I don't do it. Does anyone get hurt out of this? No, absolutely not. Because MJF's already the best heel in the world at the age of 24 or whatever he is. So he's only going to get better. And. Yeah, of course I want Jericho to stick around. I don't want him to piss off completely. But I 
I do think his strength, his worth for AEW is on commentary. Um, I I know Matt and Paul disagree with that, but I just I just think it kind of gets to a point where it's like he's fifty four. He's not getting in shape. It's been two years and he hasn't gotten in shape. Um, you know, to a point where he doesn't look a little chubby and stuff. So. Um, you know, I know it's a slow transition and all that kind of thing and you're long retired and blah, blah, blah. But, um, I just thought that booking was a bit weak. It, it doesn't, it's not, you. yeah. Anyway, who cares? Darby Allen versus Sam Punk. Uh, Punk looks great. Speaking of, you know, uh, older, older gents who are in great shape. Um, I mean, he's younger than me. Older gents. Uh. I was worried that Punk may not be good in ring, but I, I was really stupid for downing him. His technical ability has always been superb. Yeah, he blew up a little bit, but fuck, man. You know, he hadn't had a match for eight years. <laughs> uh, Punk's ring gear, so fantastic. Uh, Punk winning was always going to be the result in my mind. Uh, he took a bunch of bumps to, to put the kid over, which says quite a bit about him. Darby worked his Arts off to make Sam Punk look good. Um, this match was great. I mean, this is an A. I don't know what Meltzer's rating. I don't know if Meltzer's done his ratings yet, but uh, this was a fantastic match. Really, again, told a great story. This was where Kelly came in and watched uh, the rest of the pay-per-view with me, and she was intrigued by this match. She does really, really love Sam Punk, um, which, you know, how could you not? Uh Great. And also, there is an element... Um, I mean, Matt was like, I'm really nervous <laughs> before this match. And there, I think there was a bit of an element of that because you didn't want Punk to be a complete fizzer, you know? Like, um, I mean, we should never have doubted him. Um, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I don't know if Paul McCartney's going to be able to play piano. But, um, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic story. It puts Darby Allen over. Uh, everyone's happy. And I think that's why they could put the next match where they did and people didn't tear the, the joint down. QT Marshall versus Paul White. I literally can barely remember. I know QT's little buddies were there. And, and essentially, Paul White came down and, and choke slammed everyone. It just doesn't... It, it This match shouldn't have been on this pay-per-view at all. When you compare it to every other match on the card, it's just shit. It's just shit. And if it's starting to feel like The Miz, where QT Marshall is being, his heat is being mistaken as, oh, he's doing a good job because he's a heel. People should hate him. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's X-Pac heat. It's Miz heat. It's go-away heat. It's not... Oh, I hate you so much, but please give me more MJF, <laughs> Ric Flair hate, you know? Um, just please let this be the end of it. Let this be his big moment in the sun and he just fucks off. Um, we got a promo from Malachi Black and Andrade in this pay-per-view as well, essentially setting up um, what's happening with them. Met Dustin Rhodes, seriously, with Malachi Black, I just... I know it's all leading back to the second match with Cody, but Malachi Black should just be dominating. Should be absolutely dominating anyone who gets in his way. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. If if it ends up that like the whole Rhodes family are devastated and we don't see them for months afterwards, then fine. But I I highly doubt that that's gonna be the case. Kenny Omega versus Christian, great match, A plus. I love this match. I thought they told a great story, and and the decision for Christian to have this feud with with Kenny Omega was completely justified in this match. A lot of people having a problem with this with this feud. I just besides the fact that it was a really respectful thing from Tony Khan to give Christian this run, especially after signing him. Um making him impact champion, giving him giving him the main event at all out, especially with the especially the fact that Punk was on the on the card in Chicago. But they delivered. It was a fantastic match. Loved it. Like would happily watch it again right now. Um Christian took some big bumps. Kenny Omega's fucking amazing, man. I can't believe I ever doubted Kenny Omega. I apologize for that. Uh, you know, when he was being sort of booked as a face and even in the tag team with uh, Hangman, it was Hangman Page that I was into, uh, not Kenny Omega. Uh, but he's stupendous and I can see as a heel why, you know, people talk about him as, as the best in the world and one of the best of all time. And I think... Uh, I think there's a serious argument for that to be to be made, and then uh, you know Kenny Omega gets the win. This match does build up the Impact Belt though for Christian. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, and then the big news is Kenny Omega says that there's no one who can beat him. Lights go black. Lights come back up. It's Adam Cole, baby, as we heard at the beginning of the podcast. And I just realised playing that is a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um <laughs> god i'm a fucking idiot and um maybe i'll put it at the back of the podcast I don't know if i'll put it at the back of the podcast and um yeah god uh yeah anyway adam cole comes out we get swerved it looks like he's gonna front up to kenny omega and then he joins the elite and then Kenny Omega's like, well, it's official. Like, no one, no one can beat us now. And there he is, Brian Danielson. Interesting that um, Flight of the Valkyries was used with a kind of hip-hop beat behind it rather than uh, Final Countdown, which was his Ring of Honor song. Maybe that will come along later on. Maybe it won't. Uh, and also didn't do the Yes chant when he came down the, the ring. Uh, the crowd definitely did it, but I just, I just... I really hope there isn't some sort of bullshit WWE copyright on yes. I mean, <laughs> it just, they can't, I mean, it's just unbelievable if they have. I'm not going to go hard because it hasn't come out that, you know, it might be Daniel Bryan who's trying to change his direction creatively. And if that's the case, great. But um, if it's come down to a fact that, you know, there's been a cease and desist from WWE. I mean, fuck off. Um, what an amazing pay-per-view, though. I mean, Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson looked great. Adam Cole looked great. I mean, this is huge, man. This is huge for AEW. And, um, yeah, I just can't wait to see both of these guys get stuck in. I don't... I think they might be going up against each other. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I cannot wait to see what happens on Dynamite. I mean, the roster's so stacked now. I'm like, oh, do I have to watch Dark? 
as well, you know, and Dark Elevation. Like, am I, you know, how am I going to see Colt Cabana otherwise? <laughs> uh, anyway, if you guys, if for some reason you've listened to this podcast and have not watched the pay-per-view, go and watch the pay-per-view. Uh, it's phenomenal. You can get it on Fight. Um, I think it was 30 bucks or something like that. Um, it is well worth supporting AEW if they are putting on products like this. This is the first, this is the best pay-per-view I've watched in a really long time. It's my favorite AEW pay-per-view. Um, yeah, fuck. And that roster is looking pretty stacked. Matt said it's as good a roster as WCW 97 going in 98. I think it... I mean, there's a lot of Hall of Famers in that in that roster. But yeah, it's pretty fucking good. It's pretty, pretty fucking good. Uh, yeah, and if I was uh, heading into Titan Towers today, I'd be a little worried about the competition. But uh, nothing about them. Uh, all Out, A+. One of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. Go and watch it. Um, I'll be back next week We'll be where we'll talk about um, you know, the usual format, Dynamite, Impact, Rampage. And um, yeah, before you go, just want to thank you for uh, the all the new listeners who have jumped on board, uh, charting in the wrestling uh, section in six different countries now. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, the fact that anyone downloads this podcast is is a con- genuinely a constant surprise to me. This isn't me just saying this to, to be nice. It, like, you know, I, I come in here in my little studio and I record and I put it out and I was like, fuck, is anyone going to listen to this? And then when I look at the figures and people are and they are in other countries to the point where it's charting that's amazing and you guys do that i don't do that uh so yeah keep doing what you're doing tell your friends you know post on social media i'm wrestle wolf pod on twitter if you want to find me that's pretty much the only place that i really engage in any in any shape or form with anyone uh or at mr damien gibson on twitter as well you can follow me there um i have another podcast that's all about uh movies and films and books and music reviewing stuff called agents of narrative that's a that's a monthly podcast um and uh, there's a patreon attached with that that you can support if you want to do that as well but anyway uh enough of that thank you so much until next week may your wrestling be good wrestling and bang good night